Okay, good morning. It is Tess Zion Kislev. Tess Zion 16, Tess Zion, I think so. Um, 16th of Kislev. I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, but just something cool to notice is that this mimer was actually said on Yutis Kislev. So the fact that we're finishing it right around Yutis Kislev is very powerful. Like, essentially, when a mimer is said on a certain day, what Dharab is essentially saying is this is the energy of the day. Like, that's why we learn my marm of that day on that day. So the fact that we're finishing this mimer today um, is pretty cool to me. So what we are going to do today is we're going to do the last two paragraphs, and then I have two stories to tell you um, that are two of my favorite stories that I was kind of laughing <laughs> because I've been thinking about, like, I have, I, I love stories, but I have a very hard time remembering stories. Like when someone asks, like, you know, when like someone asks, like, to, to say a story and you're suddenly like, I, have, I can't think of any stories, even though you know stories because you've heard stories, but you just can't think of any. So I have, like, a few stories that, like, are constantly in my head. Like, I never forget. They're, like, my favorite stories that and I was laughing about it, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, to me, the themes of these stories are all kind of the same. And I was like, is that, like, am I brainwashed, and am I, like, totally projecting, like, my own theories about things onto everything that I'm hearing, onto everything that I'm learning, whatever? And I was, like, tripping about that for a while, but then I, I was thinking about it more, and I'm like, I think that... I, can, I, I think that I am holding on to the stories that have the theme of Einar Movade and of Einar Movade as, as I understand it, which is hopefully to me as the Rebbe is explaining it. And so it's like, of course, that's the theme of so many stories. That's the theme of life. <laughs> like it's the theme of, of the universe. It's the theme that we're constantly trying to come back to, that there is oneness of life, that, that life is one and I am part of that oneness and that there cannot be an exception to that. Like, that is bringing light to, to the world. That is, that is Mashiach. You know what I mean? When, like, what do we say Mashiach is? How Hashem will be revealed. What, is, what part of Hashem? Right now, like, Kim is revealed. Right now, we see Hashem as He's enclosed in nature. When Mashiach comes, Shem Havaya is going to be revealed. What Shem Havaya? Haya Ke'achad. We're going to see the unity and the, the union of past, present, future, of of this, that, and the other. There, there's not going to be anything that isn't part of the oneness. And that's, that is the theme of life. So if, like, to me, whatever, like, I was, I was laughing that, like, I'm constantly coming back up with that same perspective, but, like, that perspective is... It's everything. Is everything. And it's in everything. Exactly. And you're always going to see it even when you're not learning this. Exactly. 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 Well said. Okay, so, so the last two paragraphs. The beginning of Ayes we just said a little bit of a summary of where we're coming from, that what is Hasidus? What is Mashiach? We're bringing Mashiach. What is Mashiach? Mashiach is when we're going to literally see essence revealed in everything. How do we reveal essence in the farthest chutzah, which is what, the, what Mashiach is about, revealing essence in the chutzah? How do we do that? Through going to the chutzah. And by definition, when we are in the chutzah with essence, essence is revealed. Obviously. <laughs> but the, the novelty of that is that you wouldn't think that you can find essence in the chutzah. But what they're t- teaching us is that it's specifically in the chutzah that you can find the most essence. Specifically in your reality that Hashem is waiting to be found. And that we're going to purify the gashmias. That then the, the gashmias will be, will be purified. 
Literally, we're saying what that Pasuk is saying is that there will be Gashmias and, and that it will be purified. There will be what is, and we're going to see what is as what it actually is, which is, which is godliness. And again, what, when we say that it will look like godliness, what does that mean? I think we have a perception of, from learning Chalcidus, our lives, oh, the fact that I'm going to see that it's godliness, it's going to be disappeared. Suddenly, all I'll see is light. What does light mean? If, if what you're seeing is light, then what you're seeing is things as they actually are. And something as it actually is, is what Hashem is saying that it is. What your essence is saying that it is. And it's like, there comes a point where we, I mean, I definitely have had experiences like this. I, I, I bet everybody in this room has kind of that point where like, you're seeing something a certain way. And then suddenly you kind of have that higher vision for a second. You kind of step back from the way that you've been triggered until now and reacting to it until now. And suddenly you like, are like, oh, oh, right? The thing is still the thing, but you're suddenly seeing it in a new way. You're seeing it as it actually is, which is by definition what it means that we're, we're revealing light. We're revealing the, hush, the, the third factor and everything, the, the God particle and everything, so to speak. We're revealing that there's no such thing as something that is separate from God, which means that this thing as it is has essence too. AKA, what is it, what, who cares that it has essence too? Why do we care that something has essence? I mean, I, I go a million places, but what does it matter if something has essence? I don't have to be afraid of this. I don't have to get out of this super quickly in order to get to the next place. I don't have to... This thing is not a monster. <laughs> this experience that I'm having, this inner experience that I'm having, or outer experience. Inner, literally, Nefesh Ruch Neshamachaya, Outer, literally, the story of your life, the situation you're in. It's not like some gap in the broader picture of life. There isn't a plan for the day, but then shucks, you missed the boat. <laughs> if essence is every, in, in everything, then the exact situation that you're right in, is, that you're in right now, is also an experience of essence. It's also Hashem's deepest love being manifested in your life right now. That's so cool. It's so crazy. It's really crazy. <laughs> It's really crazy. I'm literally experiencing that like these days of like exactly what you just said. Where it's like when something isn't going my way, that's exactly what Hashem wanted. So it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I just have to take a step back and recognize that this is what my day is meant to be. Yeah. And like work with that. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. I feel like the Jewish one has to be like us too. Because, like, Me Too is like Gayim, because they did not respect the Jews who are, like, being hurt. So now, like, we have to change. I lo- and I love, I love us, too, because it's by definition us, because it's by definition the work of every single person in Gulps. Like, the fact that, oh, I have to do the work. Oh, poor me. I have a situation in my life where I feel like I should be somewhere that I'm not. Or, poor me. I have a situation in my life where I think that this thing should be different. It's like, hello, wake up. Like, this is the avoda of life. <laughs> like, this is my personal timsum that is waiting for me to reveal Hashem inside of. Great. Awesome. I get to do the purpose of creation. Cool. Like, it's us too because it's, it's why we're all alive. You know what I mean? Like, like so me is single. Right. And like, which in, in this context, you make sense. But I'm saying just in the global thing right now, like, as Jews, like, it's all of us. Like, when somebody was, was um, raped, a 
like we all we were all raped. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like God forbid, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that concept. Yeah. Anyways. We're, we're in one boat. That's okay. okay. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> I bless us all for just for a second. Like, I literally, like, to literally just for notice that the thing in your life that you think, like, the thing in your life that's coming up for you when I say words like that, of like, this should be different than it is, that's what this is applying to. Do you know what I mean? That's the chutzah that we're talking about. Like, it's not like it applies to every chutzah except for the heart, except for the farthest chutzah, except for the chutzah that really is the mistake, that really is the thing that's wrong, that really is the reason my life is a mess, that really is the reason I can't be fully happy, that really is the reason that, you know, whatever it is. Like, there's no exceptions. <laughs> like, you know, in Mabadai. <clears throat> literally, just last night, I had this crazy trip where, like, like I'm, I'm literally being a new therapist right now. Like, it, and it's it's very vulnerable because I'm like, yeah, I went to school and I, whatever, but like, I'm in this room with these people and I'm just like, I don't know what the heck to do. Like, what the heck? Like, I'm just a little kid. Like, but I had this extreme trip last night, like this like 360 shift around. And I, like I wrote this, it came out in this poem that I wrote of like, like here I am thinking that what you need for me, right. Is to suddenly be the master of CBT and the master of IFS and, to know exactly what question to ask and to know how we're going to start the session and end the session and da-da-da. But I'm like, but that's not what I can offer right now. It's not. And, if, and maybe what you actually... I was like talking to my client in this, in this writing there. Like maybe what you actually need is for me to be me. And it turned into this extreme epiphany of like, what does it mean that I'm being me? It means that I'm showing up as myself, right? And as we know, what is self able to do? Self is able to hold all my parts. So what does that mean? That I'm showing up as somebody who is having, and obviously I'm not going to say this to my client, but somebody who's having the experience of, yes, I'm having voices that say that I should be somebody else. And yes, I still want to be me. Yes, I feel confident in who I am right now, even with those, even with those voices. And I was thinking, I'm like, what? And not in a, not, this isn't in an ego way. This is in a very like calming, humbling now able to show up way like what greater gift can i give to somebody than to be somebody who is a model of self-holding parts and then it's like and what by by extension automatically what that will lead to is you hopefully client whatever feeling safe to rest your parts within me because you see that i'm resting my parts within myself and it just was a epiphany and then and then like, and part of the experience was like and one day, yeah, I'll become a master of CBT. One day I'll become a master of IFS. One, but like right now, the Hashgachar practice is that I am being asked to show up as me and for me to think that I have to show up as somebody other than me, somebody, it's just not MS. And I'm, I'm, I'm what's the word? I'm not neglecting. Like I'm, lose, I'm losing out on the opportunity to reveal the sparks of what can ha- actually happen here by thinking that I should be somewhere else. And it's like, literally, it's, it's like in any experience of our lives, this will apply. There's never, what? It's like, there's not gonna be a situation that you're gonna be able to convince me, or you're gonna be able to convince the Rebbe, but I have to go there to find essence. And that doesn't mean that like, somebody who doesn't know how to do therapy should just go into a therapy room. Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, like you don't have, the Yitzhahara can take this thought to very far places. Oh, so, 
because I have essence where I am, I don't even ever need to get married because essence is when I'm single too. No, if you're revealing essence where you are, then essence is also in the desire to get married. So, How do you reveal the essence? Saying sometimes people lose touch with who they are and they put on the mask. True. And it's hard to like reconnect with your younger self or whatever. It's so true. Based, well, what does therapy do? Okay. What does therapy do? <laughs> it, it reveals your essence. How? Because it's, what happens to that person when they go through trauma, they have, they, they're closed. They, something inside of them, like pieces of them close up. And when they disconnect, they say it all different ways. In my own head, it's like, imagine your hand is calm, and then if you had like, a burn, now you go like this. You don't want anything to touch it, and you're afraid of it. And so inside your organs, different parts of you shut down. They, they squeeze, they close. When you're in therapy, they, they're slowly opening and they're revealing Excellent. How does it slowly open? Imagine that hand. Imagine that hand. Right. You touch the outsides of the hand. You go to the chutzah. It's literally exactly what the mimer is telling us. You want to reveal essence? Start with the chutzah. In therapy language, it's you meet the client where they're at. You f- yeah, essence is that I'm, a, I'm, I'm confident and calm and an awesome human being aligned with the universe. Your chutzah might be saying, I feel like a worthless piece of garbage. What therapy does is it meets you in that space where you feel like a worthless piece of garbage and it it meets you there. You explore that and naturally what happens when you meet yourself where you're at and you actually let yourself hear your inner voices and explore what you're actually experiencing, even if it's painful emotions and even if it's angry emotions and sad emotions and whatever it is, that's how you reveal essence. Therapy is literally teaching us that you want to reveal essence, you go to the chutzah. And the awesome part is that what's the purpose of the world to reveal essence in the chutzah? So it's like, it's like everybody wins. There's no... Saying like, you think therapy is like the only way? Are there other options? <laughs> Whether you're going to call I'm it therapy... i in general. I, I do think therapy is very powerful. But again, what is happening in therapy? By definition, what is happening in therapy is you're taking ownership of every aspect of your life, including your chutzah, yeah. including the spaces of you that you kind of either are overly identifying with or trying to ignore. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is what I'm experiencing right now. This is my thought about this. Yes, I think that fill in the blank. Let me go into that instead of deny it. Let me go into that instead of over identify with it. Let me hold it instead of being victim of it. <coughs> and so whether you're going to do that in therapy or with Amashvia or with yourself and journaling or whatever, however it is you're going to do that. But that is the direct path to revealing essence. <laughs> and essence isn't scared to go there because essence knows she's there. You know what I mean? Essence will never tell you, don't think that thought that you're having, like, don't feel that feeling that you're having about... Essence says, again, sometimes essence says, not now. You know what I mean? It, but... Essence isn't scared of ourselves. Essence knows that there's no monster. There's nothing too big in myself or too big or bad in my story that I actually have to excommunicate from my experience of myself. Mm-hmm. Why does Essence know that? Because Essence is in all of those spaces. <laughs> Hashem is in all of those spaces. Okay. I really want to say the story. So let's, I'm going to finish. Okay. Um, uh, and then Hashem is going to be revealed within the body and within the Ailam. Within our physical experience of self and within the concealment around us. In this way of like unbridled light. 
Um, and also all the nations of the world will see. Kol basar yachtav chulu. Kol Literally every single person within the earth. Everybody who's living in the trenches of earth. In the trenches of Eilam. In the trenches of this is only what it is. They can't see any, anything other than their own animal soul. Anything other than their own separateness consciousness. Everybody's going to wake up and see that really all this is is light. All this is is God. And all of this is the culmination, is the purpose of. Um, and I love the Rebbe brought into here. The Rebbe doesn't always do that at the end of my morning. Always the Rebbe says Mashiach at the end of my morning. But I love how the Rebbe brought into here because with referencing back everything we talked about by my Da'ani. <laughs> like how this whole, that whole journey, you know what I mean? Whatever, I'm not going to go into right now. This is dependent on our Avaida. In the space of time within Gullus. And if you notice for a second, how you can understand that so much deeper. We always say, oh yeah, it's dependent on our Avaida in Gullus. By definition, our Avaida in Gullus is revealing Mashiach. Because how are we revealing Mashiach? Through going into the Chutzah. Where's the only place you can go into Chutzah? In Gullus. We're, what we're doing in Gullus is, isn't like... It's not like the apple will lead into the pear. It's like the apple leads to the apple tree. Like we're doing the thing that we're leading to. Because the reward of the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. The, the act that we're doing is the reward in itself. The, the avoda of revealing Hashem in the spaces that we're at, in the, in the experiences that we're having in our galus, in our chutzah, in our body, in our chelak ba'ilam. And by chelak ba'ilam we mean portion of concealment the spaces in your life where you're experiencing concealment where you're experiencing no god will be at my chuppah but not here no god will be when i get that amount of money but not now god i will be fulfilled i will have purpose i will have true life when i get there but not here that's chelak ba'ilam when we when we can reveal hashem here it's literally mashiach it's it's the experience of mashiach Okay, story time. Yes. Model talk, guys. Thank you guys for, for journeying with us on this. It was, oh my gosh. Um, okay, story times. You guys ready? <laughs> okay, story number one. Once upon a time, once upon a time, there was a chassid of the Rebbe. Maharash. And, you know the story? I'm, I'm, they all start like that. So I'm waiting. <laughs> He's a chassid of He was a full-on chassid. Like, real deal chassid. Like, whatever. Anyways, Maharash passes away. And, in this, either before the Maharash passes away or right after, I don't remember, he moves to Israel. This is even before 1947, before Israel became, like, it was like kibbutzniks, people like working the land. And he moves to Israel and he becomes an Israeli and at that time it wasn't like it was easier to not do mitzvahs than to do mitzvahs in Israel it was very much like we're creating this land da 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 and that's what he did he kind of dropped his, his old life behind his chassid life behind and he became part of Israeli culture <coughs> the Rebbe, by that time the Rebbe Rashab becomes Rebbe and the Friedrich Rebbe becomes Rebbe and he's already an old man living in Israel or not an old man but like an old, older man living in Israel and one day he hears that the Friedrich Rebbe came to Israel so he's like, 
my, I never even met the Friedrich Rebbe, but maybe he saw him when he was a little boy in Russia, like, who knows, but he's like, this is my Rebbe, like, yeah, I've spent my whole life, my, the past, who knows how long, in Israel, kind of not connected to my core anymore, but this is my Rebbe, I need to see him, but I can't bring myself to go see the Rebbe, why? Because I know that if I go and see the Friedrich Rebbe, I'm going to switch my life around. I'm going to be inspired, and I'm going to want to start doing mitzvahs again, and I don't want to go and do mitzvahs again. So I can't go see the Rebbe. So he's in this kind of inner dialogue, until eventually what happens is the Friedrich Rebbe ends up staying at this hotel that is directly on his way from his house to his work. So every single day he's, he's going through this inner process of, I need to go see the Rebbe, but I can't go see the Rebbe, but I need to go see the Rebbe, but I can't go see the Rebbe. So it gets so overwhelming for him eventually that he puts on pajamas. And he decides, instead of going to work in my clothing, like a mensch, I'm going to go to work in my pajamas. I'm going to go to work in just like, like silly clothing. Why? Because chas v'shalom to go see the Rebbe in pajamas. So he's like, that'll help me not go in to see the Rebbe. Because he was so nervous about possibly going to see him. But he also knew how pulled he was to go. <clears throat> so he goes back and forth for a few days until one day he hears, this is the Friedrich Rebbe's last day in Eretz Yisrael. All day at work, obviously, he's like freaking out. What does he do? He's in his silly pajama clothes. On the way back, he's standing in front of the hotel. As you can imagine, he's just so overwhelmed. Even in his pajamas, he runs inside the Tevita Rebbe's hotel. And he goes to the secretary and he says, I need to see my Rebbe. And the secretary is like, yo, like, you missed the boat. Like, we're, we're, we're leaving. There's no more Yechidus anymore. But he's like frantic and he's like, whatever. And the secretary sees this is something going on. So he, he lets him in. And he gets stands in front of the Friedrich Rebbe. He doesn't say anything, and he just starts crying. And the Friedrich Rebbe says to him, you can circle and circle and circle and circle, but in the end, we're always going to find each other. In the end, we're always going to find each other. In some, if, whatever, if we had, like, infinite days together, like, I would just probably, like, end the story and let everybody think about it for a week and come back, whatever, but what's going on here? When I heard the story in seminary, the punchline of the rabbi that said it, he's like, take off your pajamas. That was his punchline. Take off your pajamas. Take off your pajamas. Okay, it's kind of, <laughs> whatever. But that, that was his punchline, meaning, what was, what was his punchline? His punchline was, all of the reasons why you have that you're not running into the rabbi, all of the garments, all of the layers that are stopping you from being your most authentic self, take them off and go in. But over the years of learning Hasidus since seminary, where, Baruch Hashem, I learned a lot of Hasidus in seminary, but I also learned Hasidus in a, in a way that was very disconnected from my wholeness, very disconnected from being able to apply it to who I am, as I am. And I know that because I left seminary and I spent three years in so much pain that I wasn't getting married. It, it had no application to my actual experience of life. <laughs> It was, yeah, in a spiritual way, in a Malvade. And, I, and I'm very grateful. The Hasidus was all, and I still have all the Hasidus in my mind, but there wasn't the connection to me, my body, the person I'm seeing in the mirror. So how did you start applying? Good, good question. And good conversation. I just want to focus on the story for a second. Also, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, over the years, I kind of came up with a different thought about the story, that what's going on here? What, what is the Friedrich Rebbe saying? Yeah, okay, take off your pajamas. Yeah, okay, as much as you can, unburden yourself from the beliefs that say that you're not part of Inamavade, that you are an exception. To, as much as you can, do that. 
And at the same time, I feel like what the Friedrich Rebbe said to him is, you can circle and circle and circle, but at the end we're always going to find each other, even in your pajamas. Even in your pajamas. You're, you have all of these beliefs around you. You have all of these thoughts. You have all the chutzah of your life. And yet we still found each other. And yet you still belong here with me. And it's like, I feel like the power isn't in taking off your pajamas. Yeah, also taking off your pajamas. Yeah, also doing the work that we don't have chutzah anymore. Bringing a Mashiach to the world. Awesome. But the power is also in kolzman meshach hagalos. In the spaces of our lives where we're, we have those layers on us. Where we have the darkness on us. Where we have the chutzah on us. Even there saying, I can, I can be with the Rebbe here too. And not only I can be with the Rebbe here too and still make a million mistakes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, that's, not where I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the experiences in our lives where we're saying, be, because of this, I can't experience Hashem. Because of this, I can't experience full life. It's in those spaces specifically that you don't have to get over to run into the Rebbe. You don't have to, you don't have to change your whole life. Your life doesn't have to change for you to start revealing Hashem in your life now, for you to start li- be, being Mashiach. And on the contrary, it's not that your life doesn't have to change. The way to reveal Mashiach is it's specifically in the spaces that you think have to change and specifically in those spaces to reveal that actually in this moment too, there's God. That was story number one. Story number two, even though it's 930. Yeah. What? Yes, please. Um, first of all, I do remember where I heard it from. It was from you. Possibly. I say the story like all the time. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Okay. Um, so when I was listening to that just now, also I feel like the thought that came to me, and like how I internalize it, is that the Rebbe is holding all of our nishamites, right? Like, there's <coughs> holding all of our nishamites, and there's like that, there's that essence that the Rebbe is holding, and this man, like his own nishama was like, I felt like that the Rebbe was kind of saying like, your godliness and like who you essentially are is such a part of you. Like you can try to like leave that like behind, like pretend it doesn't exist, but like in the end they're always gonna find each other. Yeah. Like your Nisham is always gonna find find its its source and where it's actually from. <coughs> like, you know, like it's like two magnets. Like the Rebbe has this magnet Nishama and the sky has it's like they're always gonna find each other. Even while you're wearing pajamas. Yeah. Even while you have all the voices and all the thoughts that say, but not here. Also But I can't be Yeah. What? Maybe we shouldn't feel guilty about wearing pajamas. Maybe we should just wear pajamas and then say, one day I will wear pajamas. Yeah. I don't know. For if me, you're comfortable in your pajamas. Uh, if right, you think the that when the time dis- comes you'd be uncomfortable, then maybe you shouldn't be in your pajamas. Right, but that feeling of discomfort could be very paralyzing. It's yeah. like, I'm wearing pajamas. What am I? Like, let me just go and sleep all day. And exactly. not go out to work. A teacher said to us in seminary, and like, it always sticks with me, and I'll say it all the time because, like, it's such a simple example. Like, she said at the beginning of SEM, she's like, the rules are, you know, you have to cover your knees, you have to do this, you have to do this. She's like, wear whatever you want. But if you wear a skirt that's going to be two inches longer, you'll save yourself a hassle. Every time you see me pulling it down, you'll save yourself a hassle. Always check it. Like, if it's a few inches longer, you don't have to think about it. The stress is gone. Like, when you put yourself in a situation where, like, you know you're not really doing what you're supposed to, like, you're always, like, a little bit on edge. Like, yeah, you're out, you liked your outfit in the morning, but, like, every time you come into class and the rabbi's there, you're like, am I good? Like, every time, like, you're walking out, you're like, oh, is one of the, are one of the 
high school girl's gonna see me, like, it just creates so much unnecessary stress. By like, when you know you're doing the right thing, you don't have to keep looking over your shoulder and be like, uh, is it coming? Like, is someone looking for me? Is yeah. someone gonna see me? Like, it just makes you feel calmer. Like, obviously it doesn't mean all of a sudden, like, everything's gonna be so easy overnight. Yeah, can I, can I just ask something quickly? Yeah. In the sphere of doing the right thing, mitzvahs, halacha, bigger conversation, but for the purpose yeah. of this conversation, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Do the thing, don't wear pajamas, do as much as you can, whenever you can, great. But what about when the thing that you're having that hassle about, thinking over your shoulder about, checking over your shoulder about, <laughs> what? Or isn't something that you can control? In this case, what I'm talking about by chutzah, and honestly, what I hear they're saying, but for just for a second to go here, is the space, is the thoughts that we have and the emotions that we have. Let's even go with thoughts that say this should be different than it is. And when we, and that's a pajama. That is a pajama. This should be different than it is. And I feel like what we're, what we're saying right now is to be constantly looking over our shoulder, wishing that we weren't wearing those pajamas. Meaning, this is true, that this actually shouldn't be what it is. And I have to deal with this. I have to actually not be here anymore because this actually shouldn't be what it is. I actually have to get over this stage in my life. I actually have to, whatever it is. That, that's when we're missing out on, on an opportunity to be with the Rebbe even in our pajamas. Do you know what I'm saying? With sneers, with, with things that you actually have control over, okay, do the thing. But what about the things that we don't have control over? The spaces of our lives, there are chilak ba'ilam that Hashem is creating for us that we are trying to control and that we are trying to wish was different and that we're trying to get over. In, in those spaces, our avoda okay, yeah, to change it, yeah, get married, yeah, do, don't, don't be in the toxic relationship, any, like, fix the thing as much as you can, but in all the spaces until then, when you're going to be wearing pajamas, meaning when you're going to be having the experience of chutzah in your life, or you're going to be having the experience of, I wish this was different and it's not, be there, be there, don't dissociate from that experience, Realize that you can find essence within the space that you're in now. What does it mean to find essence? To desire the thing, to desire the change, and also to know that within the desire, within the exact person that I am now, also is, is essentially like everything that I'm also waiting for, is, is full life, is Hashem. I'm not in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the experience that I'm having that thinks that I am at the wrong place at the wrong time is the, actually an opportunity for me to discover and to grow deeper in my awareness that I'm not in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, but even in that space where you're not in the wrong place at the wrong time and you're living within that experience that you're going through right then, there is an element of also making sure that you're putting feet forward to get yourself to where you want to be. It's very nice to give yourself the space yeah. and self-love like let's use that example people are very into like love myself where i am and let myself be present in this moment and don't force things that are uncomfortable because because then that's not real you have to kind of like in a sense take a step back and let hashem take the reins 
But then there's also the element which we were talking about the other day in in Shavuotachan, is that there is the element of also like doing something to get yourself there. Like yeah, so totally. And I I want to meet somebody. I want to meet somebody who really once they started letting themselves hold compassion for themselves for all the spaces that they are aka revealing Hashem in every space that they are then said and by compassion I don't mean you're perfect I mean compassion I am in the right space at the right time this is God literally dictating his love to me me being in this exact moment it's Hashem saying this is where I want you to be right now Hashem's whisper of love is creating me right now. Even when a person said it? Yes. Because like, I used to yeah. associate that all the time and be like, okay. And then when I'm talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, really with Hashem. Averis are a great example. <laughs> Somebody who's saying, oh, Hashem isn't with me in my Averis anyways. Okay, keep doing Averis. But when you can actually acknowledge Hashem is in all the spaces where I'm doing an Avera too, what happens next? What happens next? If, it's, if you're really so seeing like it clearly. In terms of revelation. Yeah. Not in terms of essence. Right. Not that's what we're saying here. That in terms of essence, in terms of the ability to say, I am here, there is no rock that Hashem is not under. And that's why imagine the the a mother example is an excellent example for this. A mother that can say, There is no emotion that my child will experience that I will not be able to be present for. You hate me, you love me, you're angry, you're sad, you're this, yeah. I, and it doesn't mean that I'm always going to reveal. If you're hitting me, I'm going to walk away. But I am with you. I am yours. I am not dissociating from you. I will never excommunicate you. That sense of I is the eye of Hashem and the eye of ourselves that is in every single moment. And when we realize that, that that essence of Hashem is in every single moment, we can find that eye of ourselves in any single moment. And then what happens naturally is that we have choice. What happens naturally is that we say, okay, now do I want to continue to be part of this moment? Do I want to change this? Do I want to go on dates? Do I want to call a shot? Like, do you know what I mean? Like now I can make a step forward and, and do whatever it is that I am actually being called upon to do. But it's from a place of choice and power, not victimization and needing to find Hashem somewhere else because he's not here. It's Mashiach instead of Galas. Okay, okay, story tomorrow. <laughs>